You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. So, I, um, yeah, I'm excited. Well, it got really quiet in here. <laughs> I am so excited to be with you guys. It's been so long. Um, well, the, well, last time I preached, I think it was like February, and then it was like, Meh. So, that's what I... <laughs> what I'm going to talk to you a little bit about today, just because it's been on my heart. And that's what Michael is saying. It's something that is, you know, on the inside of me. And I, I really don't even um, like preaching. But when, I have, but when I have something that I want to share, I'm like, I'm putting myself on because I need to share it. So that's what we're doing today. So it's going to be a good time and we're going to have a good time. But I'm just so thankful for a church that, you know, that is open and that we can come and then we can hear a message every week filled with faith, hope, and love. Because right now the world, I don't know how your 2020 has been, but it's been all over the place. And I I have to say a lot of people that I've talked to in this church even, they've actually had a pretty good 2020. I mean, considering, considering everything, I've, there's people that have had, you know, business increases and just unexpected blessings in their lives. And um, even for Michael and I, it's been awesome just spending time with the boys. When we were really on lockdown, like at home, we were spending so much time with the boys. We taught both of them to ride their bikes. It was just, it was a really good family time. And so I feel like there's a lot of good that has happened in this. Like if you can look at the big picture, I mean, we're still in it, but um, I like to look at things glass half full. So, um, and we're going to talk a little bit about that today. So, but it was starting to, um, <laughs> Michael says all the way full all the time. Yes. Um, 5%. But, you know, and that's what, you know, God kind of dropped in my spirit to want to talk to you guys about was as you go out, you know, in your daily lives, you go out to the store and it's like everyone's wearing masks. Every, you know, all the playgrounds are roped off. It's like no fun to be had. You know, you don't hear people laughing. You know, you don't hear people, you know, well, you can't see people smiling. And even though I try, um, and I just feel like it's, it's just really, um, you know, it just really struck me as, as you go out in the town. You know, it just seems like, and even people are afraid of each other. Like you walk in and then people are like running away from you and trying to like avoid you. And I'm like, what is happening? I was even in this coffee shop on Tuesday and there's like circles on the ground and this man was like standing on the circle and then and like the line moved and then he like went to the next circle and I was like oh my gosh and and I was just like what this is just so interesting you know just watching everybody in the world and you know we live in a little bit of a bubble because we kind of get to enjoy each other in small doses and we're back in church now, but I'm like, you know, where has the joy gone? Where has, it's like, it's it sucked the life out of people and out of life. And, and it's, and it's, you know, no one can, and even if someone's not wearing a mask, they don't want to say hi because they don't want to talk. And so they're like, and then they like run away. So, so, um, this morning I, my title, of my message is finding joy. Yes. Finding joy. So, um, yeah, so finding joy. Where has the joy gone, and how do we get it back? And I really feel like that's what is really going to minister to people this morning, that, that God is going to meet you in this place, that you're going to have joy restored, that you're going to find joy, you're going to know how to find it, how to keep it, how to remain in it, and how to live it out so that we can be the lights that God has called us to be. Amen? So, you know, joy, what is joy? So joy is gladness or delight. 
and, and joy really is a fruit of the Spirit. So the fruit of the Spirit, um, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Did I forget one? Kindness. So, well, this is a side note, but we planted rose bushes in our front yard, and we have, and I decided I wanted to name them, and there's nine of them. So they're, they're love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And so when, they're, when some of them aren't doing well, I go out there, and I, like, pray over it, and then I pray for the, the different ones. And um, so that's what I'm doing at home. But so joy is a fruit of the Spirit, and, and so that means that it's something that comes from God. So joy is not you know, something that is, it just comes out of nowhere or, or, or even happiness. And that's what I'm going to talk to you about right now. So joy versus happiness. So happiness is something that, that we get excited or, or happy when things happen to us. When we buy something new, like buy a new dress, it like makes me happy. And, or we go to Disneyland, that makes me happy. And, and you could say that also brings you joy, but you know, it's, it's a little bit different. Like joy, joy comes from the inside. It comes from God. And so he's the one that can, can, um, bring that, bring that, you know, in fullness in it, in us and, and the feeling that, that no matter what is happening, we can still have that joy. So it is so good. And I saw that the Bowmans just went to Disney World, jealous back there. I know Disneyland is closed, but Disney World is open. So if you want to travel to Florida, you can go to Disney World and get your uh, Mickey fix. But <laughs> I do miss Disneyland. We still have one more day on our pass that we haven't used yet. So I know. So, so happiness is an emotional response. So, you know, we, even though things are not ideal right now and we can't go and do the things we might want to, but we, God still wants us to have joy on the inside. And I feel like God has called us to be carriers of joy and, and, you know, and light. And, and people always ask me, you know, they're like, why are you so happy all the time? And I'm like, well, I guess, I don't know. And, and that's, but that's when I, when I felt like, well, it's a joy that, that comes from the inside. It doesn't really matter what happens. And I am, <laughs> um, I, I do feel like I, um, you know, if, if I'm fed, if I'm, you know, if I'm rested, if, basically the basic needs, if I have my basic physiological needs or whatever they call it on the bottom, if those are met, I am like the happiest person in the world. But if I'm hungry or if I'm tired or whatever, like I am not, you don't want to be around me. <laughs> Michael is cowering. Yes. But, you know, I, um, you know, I choose to, when I go out, I like to make people smile and make people feel good. I'm a dental hygienist a couple days a week and I like to get to know my patients and yeah, and I get to get to know them. And, and the other day, um, I was leaving work, and I was really hungry. And so I went through the KFC drive-thru, and I was starving. And I got my bucket of chicken, and I was like, thank you so much. And I was, like, clapping. And then, <laughs> and then the man started laughing, and I was like, oh, I'm so glad. Like, because I didn't say anything, but on the inside, I was like, oh, I hope I made him happy and, and made his day. So I think I did. I think I did. So what do we do? <laughs> See, it's the little things, guys. I miss those. Come on. We don't want to walk around like, you know, like Pastor Leanne says, soaked in vinegar and lost our lost friend. Like, we, we enjoy this life. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So if you feel like you've lost your joy, what do we do? Where do we find it? So what do we do when we've lost something? You go looking for it, 
And let me tell you, if you don't know already, where do you go looking for things, for answers in the Bible? So it tells you right here. There are so many answers in here to everything, basically everything. So look for it. I found so many scriptures on joy that I, I couldn't even use them all. So this one is, is the one I want to focus on. The key to finding joy is to remain in him. John 15, uh, I'm going to read uh, at 9. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Okay, that's straight from the Bible. Yeah, who wants to have joy overflowing? Every hand should be raised. Okay, so... This is what it says in the Bible, is to remain in him. So what exactly does that mean, to remain in him and to obey him? So that looks like coming to church. This is why church is essential, because you can come on a Sunday and get a dose in the arm of faith, hope, and love, and, um, you know, praising and all of that, and that is how you start to remain in him. Spending time with him. How's your quiet time? Do you get to, for me, I like to, I get a little ADD when I'm, listening for waiting to hear from God or if I'm asking God for something. So I have to do something with my hands or go on a walk. So I go on walks around the neighborhood and, and I'll feel like God might speak to me there. Or a lot of times he speaks to me when I'm folding laundry or doing dishes. Um, and that's the truth because it's something where my hands are busy and my brain is relaxed. And then that's when I feel like I can hear him. Um, so, and, and when you, when he does speak to you, are you, are you listening? Are you obeying? And that, and that is a big one. And it says that in that scripture, if, if you obey my commands. And I think a lot of times people skip over that part. Um, they just want, you know, the fruit. They just want the, the, um, breakthrough or the answer, or you might be going around like what, you know, asking God, you know, for an answer. And maybe he's just asked you to, spend five minutes in prayer with him and, and you haven't done that or what, whatever it is. So sometimes it's like little, little obediences that actually will lead you to the, to the, to the big breakthrough. So that's what I've learned too. And, and so a lot of times, like if you, and that's a, that's not on my notes, but if you are waiting for um, an answer to prayer, just, yep, just, okay, God, is there, you know, what is it that you've asked me to do? Or think about it and call to recollection something that he's asked you to do that you have yet to do yet. Watch, if you go do that thing, I bet you the answer's going to (laughs) come. So yeah, that's a, that's a bonus there. And then how's your, how's your time in the word? I mean, this is how we get to know him. This is how we get to know his character. And, and that's, that is what gets on the inside of us and how we become more like him and are able to operate more like him. How's your prayer life? And I know I mentioned that already, but this is more like, um, are you, are you attending prayer meetings? Are we learning how to pray and intercede for things? It's not just prayer and conversation with him, but, but are we, are we able to stand in the gap? Are we able to pray and believe for breakthroughs and pray for other people? What if you were out one day and someone really needed, um, you know, so, I mean, that's a really, that's a really um, common one that God will ask us to step out to pray for someone when, you know, we feel like we don't want to. And so, but that's a little obedience that, that even if that person you felt like didn't really, re- you couldn't tell if they received, well, you were obedient to God. He asked you to pray and you did. And so that's, that's, that's awesome. So how is your prayer life? Um, and as we do that, we find our identity in him. So in, a, in the big one of how to, to tap into your joy, and Pastor Jurgen preached on this his first Sunday back from the quarantine at Bressie Ranch, um, 
campus, but it's, it's through praise and worship. So if, and that's why I really love that song, Raise a Hallelujah, because as we sing that, you know, it lifts our spirit. You can't help but feel encouraged. You can't help but feel like that there is, um, that your problems don't matter. Any, you know, your, the small things that, that you've been tripping over, like actually God has got it. Like it's a way to, li- to raise our eyes up and, and really, um, you know, look to God, the, the lifter of our countenance and our faith. So, and that is why the church is in- essential. So those are just some ideas of um, what does it means to remain in him. And if you're not in the habit of doing those things yet, or you don't know how to do those things, or you don't even know what those things are, don't own a, own a Bible, that's okay. You're here today, and um, this, is a, this is a start. And this is where Jesus is. Jesus is here. So there's breakthrough in this place. And even at my first uh, few months of coming to this church, way back when, when it was Christian City Church, and I, I was a Christian my whole life, but... I was struggling with different things and mindsets and I would stress over things and have unnecessary like phobias and stuff. Not phobias, more like just fears. And, um, but, but I literally would come to church and I, it, it's almost like I was like at the end of my rope. And then I would, sh- I would show up to church and then he- go through the praise and worship and hear a hope-filled message. And then I felt like, okay, I'm okay to get through the week till the next week. And so I, I say that to you know, as an encouragement to people that, you know, it's okay to, to not, you know, know what you're doing. And it's okay to, um, you know, don't feel pressure. Like I'm, I'm preaching on all of these things on how to find joy, but it's not the, the main, if you take one thing away from today, it's not in your strength. It, it is not in your ability to manufacture this. It is God and it comes from him. Yeah. So wherever you're at today, just know that, you know, proud of you for showing up today. If it took everything um, in you to get here. And um, so good job. <laughs> yeah. And, and so joy um, can be, and joy is walking in right now. Hi, joy. <laughs> I'm preaching on you this morning. <laughs> so joy can be present. This is another one. And in spite of life's trials. So I used to think, you know, I, ra- I was raised a really, you know, I had a great life. I, hadn't, I basically, you know, had a perfect upbringing, no, no complaints. And so I used to think that's why I was so happy. That's why, you know, I'm like, well, nothing really, you know, I have no complaints. I have great parents. I have friends, you know, I have a great family, a great house. And, and so I used to think it almost was like a thought where I was like, well, I wonder if it's just because I haven't had to face trials that some other people that might have had more difficulties in life have had to face. I'm like, maybe I'm, you know, and I would thank God, like, thank you for the blessings. But I I was thinking, you know, maybe it's just, maybe I have, what happens if something happens and I fall apart? Well, guess what? That did, something really terrible did happen in my life. A lot of you know, um, you know, an unexpected, you know, death in my family. And, And it was funny because, as I was sitting there, I was like, everyone's asking me if I'm okay, I'm okay. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. And, you know, it was sad. But, but when something, you know, unexpected happens or something not great happens in your life, I mean, I, I felt like, 
You know, I, because, because my joy, I realized then, was from the inside. It didn't really matter what was happening outside, you know, because I still felt peace. I still felt like God loves me. I still felt, you know, all of these things. And so it was then when I realized, I was like, wow, okay, something did happen. And I didn't fall apart, and I didn't lose it. Like, it's actually okay. Like, I'm actually okay. And that was just a, a self-reflection for me because I, I had this, I think I had this mentality that, like, oh, you don't have a, I kept, you know, the, the enemy was was saying like you don't have a testimony like you've never been in through anything like you can't relate to these people that have have had these backgrounds you know of of you know or drugs addiction and all these things and divorces and foster homes and like that's not my story and so you know I felt like I didn't really have anything to share um, but this is why I wanted to preach on joy is because I feel like it has been my life story and then when something did happen that I felt like might rattle me um, yeah, it was actually, it actually didn't. And, and, you know, it comes to this, comes to this verse. And this is the verse I realized is kind of my life's verse, you know, the, that the joy of the Lord is your strength. And, and that is, that is the verse. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And the beauty for that, because of that, yes. Thank you, God, for your joy and for your strength that sustains us. It actually, it actually really takes the pressure off. Because that means it's not on your ability, and it's not on your testimony. It's not in. It's not in your strength, and that really was freeing for me. Like, and, and I'm sure it's going to help someone today. It's. It's not. You don't have to do anything. It's his, his joy and his strength that sustain you. And that was. That is so freeing when you can really understand that, um, because it's. It's not up to you to manufacture it. It's not up to you to look for it other than looking for him. And so that um, really, really helps. He, um, so, and joy isn't about being happy all the time. And people say like, oh, you're just so happy in the church. You know, everyone's so happy. But it's, it's really about, it, we're happy and joyful because it, it's an inner peace that we know that all things are going to work together for God. So Hebrews, um, in Hebrews 12, one through two, it says, I'm going to just read a little part. It says, this is talking about Jesus for, for who the, um, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Oh my goodness. Despising the shame. He sat down at the right um, hand of the throne of God. Okay. So it says for the joy that was set before him, Jesus went to the cross. It's like, what? <laughs> like he, um, and this is where it really rocked me because that is not a joyful day. I mean, if I mean that and now looking back, we're saying yes, we can see what happened. But in that moment, you know, the, because of the joy, he went to the cross. Like that is that is incredible. I mean, and and you know why that is? Is because when he went to the cross, he had. You know, Ken, he was thinking of you. And, and, and Stan, he was thinking of you. And he was thinking of each and every one of you that, that he was doing it for. And so, yeah, that deserves a, a clap right there. Yeah. So a lot of times when we get stuck, we get stuck looking down. We get stuck looking at our own circumstances, our own troubles, our own things. And um, whenever you get stuck looking down, look up. Just remember and say... 
Pastor Lisa said to look up, so look up and look to Jesus, and he'll give you the answer. So for Jesus, he wasn't looking at, I mean, he did go to the cross, but he was looking past the cross. He was looking at the, the reconciliation that he was going to have with each and every one of you. He was seeing the big picture. He was seeing what was coming. He was seeing that if he didn't do this, that, that there would be no hope for the world. Like, and that was the mission for what he was sent. Like, and he even said, if this is your will, God, take this from me. It wasn't like he you know, really wanted to do it. I mean, he did, but I mean, come on, that was a big, that was a big ask. So thank you, Lord, for, for going to the cross for, my, for us. And, and, and so this other one that is actually one of Michael's favorite verses in James 1, 2 through 4, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect, complete, lacking nothing. Oh my gosh, there's another one that we don't really want to read. It's like, okay, so we fall into trials, we want to be joyful. I mean, some of these things don't make sense in the natural. It's like, well, I don't want to fall. People avoid pain. It's like, ooh, that, like, I don't want to go over there. That's going to be painful. But I, I feel like this also comes back to, like, okay, we can't control everything. And when things happen, how do we respond? And if we trust God, we know that all things are going to work together for good. So we can have joy knowing that he's got us, that there's going to be good things coming to us. And I feel like that's where I want to bring in hope. Because I feel like joy and hope, they walk hand in hand. Because without hope, we, you know, we, we need hope for a better tomorrow. We need hope that this virus is going to be ending. We need hope that our kids can go back to school. We need hope that we can, you know, have... Cherish conference and emerge conference and do all of these things, and um, and hope to go to Disneyland and go to parks and everything else that's closed right now. And and so I feel like hope, um, you know, helps us to helps us get us through the day, helps us get us onto the next thing. So I think with joy and hope we can face anything in life with Jesus, and we're gonna be okay. So, in in Romans fifteen thirteen, and I'll, this is one of my last scriptures. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, someone said read it again. I am, because I need to hear it again. Now may the God of hope, he is the God of hope, fill you with joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So thank you, Lord, that you are here today and we in ministering to everyone here, God, that we would be healed, filled with hope and joy and peace. And I, and I know that today, you know, I've, I've given you some tools on how to find joy. I've given you some tools on how to remain in joy. But, the, but you know, the key is, is really just looking to him and he'll, he'll provide you know, whatever it is that you're looking for. So I just thank you, God. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.